Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into a Fish Fry Friday edition of the show. That's right. We're going to warm up the fryer later on. We're going to dunk the worst and most insane of the week. We're going to crown a brand new Richard of the week. But before we get into all of that, do not forget you can follow us on social media. I'm at The Coppin Show. He is at The Pat Oni Show. He's Pat Oni. I'm Andrew Coppins, if you haven't figured that one out. Uh, you can always watch the show over at Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Um, beyond that, you can always subscribe, download, rate, review the podcast of this show every single Monday through Friday. All right. So with it being Friday, we'd like to talk about the best and worst of the week. So we we always want to start with the best of the week, Pat. And I have a couple of best of the week. So do you want funny best of the week or heartwarming best of the week? Ooh. So it was a tough one to know which one to start with there. Um, I don't know. I always liked funny before reverence. So let's do funny first. Okay. So this one comes in the form of a video. Um, it, it, and this involves the most, one of the most insane stories of this past week where we, we had talked about this, right? Joe Biden is now advocating for literally lopping off the uh, tits and bits of, of little kids um, yeah. to to affirm their gender. Yeah. Um, th- this one comes in this vein. Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I was just doing girl stuff because it's day one of girlhood. I'm so excited to be a girl. My name is Taylor. It used to be Tyler, but I killed that patriarchal man, and I'm now a girl. 
So I'm going to do the most stereotypical girl stuff, which is so offensive to women, but not anymore. Because when a guy does it, it's not a problem. Did you see how this works? So I'm just going to do girl stuff. Maybe I'll get like 8 million followers on TikTok. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll interview the president of the United States and get him to say on live TV that kids should be able to cut their genitals off without any question. Oh, my God. Girlhood. So anyways, today, oh my God, I walked around and people were like staring at me. And I was like, why is everyone staring at me? Then I realized my massive boner was hanging out of my little shorts. And I was like, well, maybe stop getting weird and maybe start normalizing the fact that women have beards, big dicks, and balls. (laughs) It's fun being a girl. So day one, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I ate 40 muffins and then I pooped. No, I didn't. Girls don't poop. And then I gaslit my boyfriend because that's what girls do. I'm cheating on him. But I was like, you're cheating on me. And then he got so crazy. He killed himself. Anyways, I got to go. I'm going to meet to my neighbor. Wow. So I'm assuming you've never seen the the Dylan Mulvaney uh, day one of girlhood video, right? No, no. And I refuse. <laughs> that That's the spoof of that, where he, literally he talks about how um, day one he and I, I continue to use the word he because he is literally a dude just cosplaying as a as a woman. Um, <laughs> day one of girlhood. And he talks about how he cried eight times, ate three pints of ice cream and did something else. And it was all like stereotypical like things that you would see in like a rom-com or something right like like all girls do these things right so therefore whatever and he has continued to do these days of girlhood video as if uh it's almost like a self-parody but he's serious about it right and it is so so offensive and look i'm not one to easily get offended but I would suggest if I am an actual woman, having a man reduce my my sex, right, down to, like, just these insane stereotypes, uh, ooh, I that ain't it, bro, right? And, and not only that, but notice how he uses the word girlhood, not womanhood. This is a grown-ass man. Cosplaying as a little girl. This is insane. This is all insane. And this is how you mock that. I love right. that. I'm going to go it meet to my neighbor. <laughs> I will say, if you're watching at home, it is a little more adult with some of the things that he's doing in the video, but it's really funny. It is so dang funny. I'm going to go gaslight my boyfriend. <laughs> and then I gaslit my boyfriend. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, Pat. I really, really couldn't. That is that is. Solid gold mockery right there, Pat. Yes, I agree. All right. So we're going to go with heartwarming after this because, um, well, I do want to reset this video because earlier this week we played the video of the insane protesters going insane in Madison, Wisconsin. And what you see there are people tearing up the Bible. You see that redheaded dude, 
because or or woman we're not really sure i'm going to assume that it's a dude but whatever um literally eating the bible right ripping the pages out and eating it um that's demonic as it can get right like how do you get people on your side we've talked about that earlier this week right pat how how the hell the choice is very simple. You support that or anything else. <laughs> like, literally, that's all that Matt Walsh is saying. Either you support that or literally anything else. I just, wow. Um, but there's a part of this story that was uncovered later in the week. And... There was a 19-year-old street preacher who had, where did they get the Bible, right? That's the question. How did they just randomly buy one? Because thank you to the the coffers of the church, right? Thank you so much for for doing that. Um, You fail to help yourself, except for that's not what happened. Uh, From the Daily Wire, a young street preacher reacted to a protester stealing and eating his beloved personal Bible. That's right. They stole it and then started eating it. A personal Bible. During a demonstration against Daily Wire host host Matt Walsh by emphasizing the forgiveness found in Christ. So on Monday evening, we had all that, right? The Daily Wire learned that the Bible belonged to Nick Prowell a local teenager who joined peers from his church to preach and start conversations about God's design for human sexuality among left-wing demonstrators gathered outside of the event. Uh, Prol explained that the copy of the scriptures was a legacy standard Bible purchased for over $100 at the end of last year. Uh, This was his personal study Bible, using it every single day at church, at Bible study, to preach, you name it. Uh, Prol had briefly set his Bible down in order to engage a crowd of protesters in conversation. When he later saw pages blowing in the wind, he realized that it was his Bible that was missing. Right away, I connected the dots. They also stole our camera and equipment, batteries, chargers, microphones that cost more than $1,000. Now, when he later saw the footage of the redheaded individual, because even the Daily Wire doesn't know... um, Eating pages of the Bible, Prol quipped that he was glad to see him digesting God's word. (laughs) (laughs) Prol had decided to street preach at the event because, quote, as a Christian, I'm called to love God and love my neighbor as myself. He went on to, this is, there are two ways, right? Mockery, and then you ain't going to get a reaction out of me, right? Mockery is great. There are times that mockery works. This is his response. If I saw someone walking off of a cliff, how much would I have to hate them to see them walk off of a cliff and not tell them there's a way out? These people are just like me before Jesus, sinners who love their sin and hate God. But praise God, he gave sinners the greatest joy, peace, and pleasure when he saves their soul from destruction. And now, because God saved me, I have so much joy. I want to go and tell everyone about this life-changing good news, that you can be reconciled to your Creator by repenting your sins and trusting in Jesus, who bore the punishment we deserve for our sins in our place by dying on a cross. It's the most loving message I could tell anyone. 
Parole explain, explained that radical gender ideology and child mutilation are fundamentally opposed in, to the biblical worldview since God made man and woman in his image, each with distinct roles and characteristics, but nevertheless equal in value. God uniquely, quote, chose who we are and what our purpose is. He decides if we're a man or a woman, not us. Men weren't designed to chop off their penises and call themselves women. It's a foolish thing to try and play God. Amen. The response here, what is it? Not hate, not anger. You know, not the 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 Star Wars, you know, anger leads to hate, hate leads to anger. You know, that whole quote, right? Mm-hmm. And Pearl recalled that Jesus and the apostles were often despised and rejected for their message. I, I mean, this is a 19-year-old, Pat. Quote, this is exactly what happened to us last night, and it is something we as Christians should expect to happen if we're living out the Christian life. However, Pearl expressed, <clears throat> excuse me, however, Pearl expressed confidence that some degree of good came from the destruction of his copy of the scriptures, because the Bible says God does all things for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. I hope that by them stealing the Bible and people seeing the footage, the narrative changes. I hope that people realize it's not just a right versus left thing. It's an attack on truth and the standard of truth, God himself. That the question, what is a woman, is about more than just gender or sex. It's about truth. It's about God. While I lost $100 in a Bible, that meant so much to me. It's just a material object. Unlike in many other countries, I can always buy another one. And I know that God's word will go out. And as the Lord says, it will not return void. Later in the evening, I saw many students walking around with pages in their hand. Whether reading or mocking, I know that seeds were planted, and I pray that God waters those seeds, saving souls and changing lives for the better. Well, yeah, a freaking man, man. Amen to that. Amen to that. That That's how you deal with that, folks. We, we see so many of the angry MAGA mob um, in confrontation with the left, right? Did did he get angry? No. Did he get vengeful? No. He just chose to spin and pivot to, this is another way for God to potentially work. And he, I mean, think about the perspective you have to have, and he's 19, right? I know 65, 70-year-old people at MAGA rallies who can't have that perspective. The wisdom in what he had to say. I love his perspective. I also love his sense of humor, right? He literally digested the word of God. That's one way of putting it. But what he's saying here, I mean, this, this is a level of maturity, I think, that only really comes from having yourself rooted in God in the first place. 100%. And and having that um, wherewithal and and wisdom to to study the scriptures, to to study the Bible, um, to study the Word of God, and and all the teachings and principles that He teaches. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things. I'm like like you, you don't get that answer without without that. You know, like like you don't you don't have that wisdom, that maturity without it. And the reason I had those as two stories, the best stories of the week, and I couldn't pick between the two of them is because they are both great examples of how you deal with the spirit of the age. 
Right. On the one hand, mockery, right? On the other hand, perspective. Rooting yourself in God, perspective. Well, you, you could even say that that uh, love. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was that was an act of love on his part. You know, yep. he, he he loved he loved his enemy, despite his enemy. You know, yeah, Matthew fighting five forty seven. As I mm-hmm. talk about every single day on this show, if and if you don't know it, go look it up. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Pat, it is time for your best story of the week. So, like you, I also kind of have two best stories of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Though mine tend to fall in the same vein as each other. Okay. Um, and for those at home, the way that I choose my my best and worst stories of the week especially my best, if it, if it makes me laugh mm-hmm. or it, it kind of inspires me or it, it's kind of in that, uh, that this is how you fight the spirit of the age kind of a thing, then, then that, that's basically a winner for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I came across this last night. We know that Elon Musk bought Twitter, right? Correct. Um, so um, Let that as of in. last night, yeah, let, let 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 it sink in, folks. Like it's, it's oh, it, by the way, him buying Twitter makes me happy. Oh, I, I'm yeah. I'm curious to see what he's going to do with it. It warms my cackles. Yes, yes. So, as of last night, Elon Musk fires four top executives at Twitter, and that included the CEO. Yep, fired. Mm-hmm. The CFO fired the head of mm-hmm. trust, safety, and legal. To uh, I think she's All the kind of the outside of Jack Dorsey. I think she's kind of the face of the company, right? Yeah, she's yeah. the one that went on to Joe Rogan and attempted to gaslight uh, both Joe Rogan and um, um, what's uh Tim Pool um into saying, well, we don't have. We don't have a problem of shadow banning and and la da 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 da. When it's very clear she had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Right, right. Well, uh, according to Musk, the reason I acquired Twitter is because it's important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently great danger that social media will split into far right-wing or far left-wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. In the relentless pursuit of clicks, much of traditional media has fueled and catered to those polarized extremes as they believe that this, this is what brings in money. But in doing so, the opportunity for dialogue is lost. Um, and and so this just gives me hope for Twitter, um, and to see what yeah. where where he takes it. And by the way, I'm talking about Viaja Gad, right? Yes. Uh huh. Um, she's also the one that was instrumental in banning Donald Trump from Twitter and also suppressing the Hunter Biden story. And we yeah. also know that that came in conjunction with working with the FBI to suppress this story, right? Um, the New York Post. Who, by the way, uh, we got to talk about that in the in in the fryer at some point because holy smokes! But yeah, so they they fire uh, Viagad, they fired the CEO, um, 
is it Prama? Prabcha? Uh, but here's the other part of the story, Pat. I don't know if you're going to go here, but did you see what they're doing with the algorithm of Twitter? Uh, I saw something about it, but I didn't get into the minutiae of it. So the engineers at Twitter that currently work there, because Elon Musk can't trust anybody there, those algorithms no longer are housed at Twitter. Tesla and its engineers now control oh, yes. the algorithm. Yes. And and I, I want to be clear on this. This is not a permanent situation. This is no. them. This is Elon Musk attempting to take control of the main components of the product, right? Right. So that it, so that it cannot be sabotaged. So that it cannot be, you know, um, whatever. This is them attempting to stabilize the environment while he cleans house, finds people to do the job, and fixes Twitter. Not to mention, um, the uh, watching the left freak out over this is awesome. And then did you see what he did on, uh, was it Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. He walked into Twitter that holding was the kitchen sink. Was, what was yesterday? Oh, no, no, no. It was Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. It was Wednesday um, night. Yep. Yeah. Wednesday he afternoon. walked into Twitter with the kitchen sink and tweeted, let that sink in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you, you just spent $44 billion to lay down the ultimate dad joke in the middle of Twitter. You brilliant SOB. <laughs> it's just... Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this, this is all fantastic. So yeah, literally Bloomberg, Bloomberg news reported that Musk plans to get rid of uh, permanent bans of users on the platform because he doesn't believe in lifelong prohibitions, which means that some of the people previously banned on the platform may be allowed to return. Um, Musk began his new reign at the company by firing leftist CEO Parag Agarwal, CFO Ned Segal, and Vyaja Gad, head of legal policy, trust, and safety. The report said Musk also fired the company's general counsel, Sean Edget, who was escorted out of the building. Uh, Bloomberg News reported separately that Musk instructed Tesla engineers to gain control of the company's code, quote, so they could assess and explain to Musk what the company needs. The move means that Twitter's engineers were no longer able to make any changes to the code as part of an effort to ensure that nothing about the product changes ahead of the deal closing. I mean, this. So we have long said there's no way to trust that Twitter is not playing the hand of God, if you will, right? With what's going on, shadow bans, with not being able to grow a following organically, right? And and all of these things. And I can tell you right now that the second that I switched from covering the Big Ten, covering the Wisconsin Badgers, doing all of my sports reporting, right? The second that I switched from that to um, exposing sports media for what it was and is an absolute leftist organization hell-bent on and Corona Bros and Corona Gals have have proven this by the way hell-bent on making politics sports right we mm-hmm. we have the shoving down the throat of the uh, of the public you know 
a great example, the NWSL. In Portland and in like two other places, they get like 10,000 people to show up for games, right? In New in Chicago, like a couple thousand, right? We're now expected to take it seriously because they have somebody covering the team, right? This is a this is a serious sport. Win Trust Arena here in Chicago, the home of the, the DePaul Blue Demons men's basketball program, they suck. They're terrible. They're horrible, right? They still outdraw the Chicago Sky, the, the WNBA team here. Mm. Yet I'm supposed to believe that uh, this is something that I need to take seriously. And more importantly, if you don't take it seriously, if you don't like it, you're a bigot. No, right. I just... I just have I have like I have a preference. I prefer soccer over some other sports, right? Uh, right? I prefer college football over the NFL. I prefer college basketball over the NBA all day, every day, and twice on Saturday and Sunday. It cannot be bullshit to state a preference. It can be bullshit if that preference is based off of just sex or race or whatever, right? Like if you are doing it just because, oh, women's sports suck. No, I will watch the U.S. women's national team in the World Cup. I don't watch them any other time because the competition level sucks outside of maybe five to six teams. We go into every single women's World Cup knowing that Japan, the United States, England, Norway, Brazil, and maybe now Spain are, are going to be top-end programs. And Canada, maybe. Canada has kind of fallen off the face of the earth lately. But, right, we got six teams. Right. On the men's side, yes, there are dominant national teams, right? But you put all 32 teams in that World Cup, and all 32 of them could win any game at any point in time. You cannot say that in the women's game. So I'm going to refuse to watch Nigeria versus U.S. women's national national team because uh, we know what's going to happen. Just like I would refuse to watch the U.S. men's national team playing Gibraltar or, Mon uh, you know, whatever. What, the right. worst teams of, of Europe. Right. <laughs> It's not bullshit to state a preference, but that having been said, my point in all of this is the second that I transitioned from covering sports, right, to covering the art of covering sports and exposing the political bent of these people, and then switching even further into this show and, you know, doing what I was doing with By the Numbers and all that stuff at, at Mojo 5 Radio. Um the second I did that, right, suddenly I went from being able to gain like two to three followers a day, some some cases 10, you know, I was at over 1,100 followers, um, you know, being a minor player in the, in the world of sports, right? I've lost followers, not gained them, lost them. And I find that my tweets, by and large, are not seen by people they should be seen by. How did that happen, Pat? How? Oh, is it because that um, 
I stated a bullshit preference to the folks in the algorithms at Twitter. And have been, I guess, fundamentally shadow banned ever since. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I I think we're going to see something very interesting happening here. By the way, uh, side note, Pat, did you see Taylor Lorenz go crazy over uh, Elon Musk? Now only no, Twitter. it didn't actually. Yeah, yeah, she cried a lot. Oh, yeah. um, did she have someone to console her afterwards? I don't know. No. Um, literally, well, um, it's like the gates of hell opened on the site tonight. I'm getting more <laughs> rape threats in my DMs than normal, but can't log off and miss the chaos. Um, yes, you can. You, you are all. All it takes is. You know where it says a sign out or log out you know, on on your Twitter. All you got to do is just you know just just click that button, and uh, it, it logs you out, and then you, you don't have to worry about it. You can you can always log back in later, you know. Uh-huh. But for now, you could you could you could log out and, and give yourself a, a a couple of days to comprehend that uh, Elon Musk owns Twitter. So let that sink in. See what I did there. Um, by the way, my, my second best story on this is in the same vein. Um, Meta, did Uh you happen to see that, uh, they, they, uh, lost some shares recently? No. Uh, well, in fact, uh, shares fall to the lowest level since 2016 as company burns billions on metaverse and inflates payrolls. Now this might be, this might be me. Stepping into the I'm old category here, Pat. Uh-huh. I don't get the metaverse. I don't get it either. Like, I do I get virtual reality at times? Sure. Uh-huh. Did I love Tupac showing up at Woodstock in, in hologram form? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. But I, I mm, Every time I see something about the metaverse, I go, wait, you can do that in real life. You do know that, right? Right. And and, uh, you can interact with human beings in real life in the same way that you're doing it here. Yeah. Now, I will say this. It does provide, I think, a better um, meeting environment than a Zoom call. I will say that. Because Good, because yeah. it can be more collaborative, and more importantly, it is more interactive. So I get that mm. point of it. But outside of that, right? Outside of like, if you, outside of very specific use cases, what the hell? I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe it's because I prefer reality versus virtual reality. You're old school, apparently. So, uh, but. Revenues fell year over year from 29 billion to 27.7 billion, indicating a 4% decline even as costs and expenses increased 19% from 18.6 billion to 22.1 billion. Net Question income more than halved while earnings per share plummeted from 3.22 to or no, $3.22 and $1.64. Ouch. Um yeah. some question though for you Pat. Uh-huh. Can you go streaking to the quad? In the um, in the metaverse, I don't know. I'm asking because old school, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Going streaking. You know what? 
You try it, and then you let me know how it works. Hmm? You try it, and you let me know how it goes. But but everybody's doing it. <clears throat> Frank, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Nancy. <laughs> oh, God, do I love that movie so very, very much. Anyway, um, yeah, so I think this is such a... I don't delight in other people's pain. I really don't. But this is a company that, let's be clear on this. Mark Mark Zuckerberg has used this company as his, kind of his political pet, right? Right. And Mark Zuckerberg, I think, is one of the worst. The worst. It's not that he's... The left's Charles Koch, right? Because Charles Koch and the Koch brothers were much more libertarian, left and right, if you will, in, right. in their viewpoints. It's not that he's right. the the left's version of whatever, right? Right. He's kind of his own thing, really. It's that he thinks that he has the ability. It would be I would say the same thing about Elon Musk if he believed that he had the that it was his God-given right to directly influence the American election. That's what Mark Zuckerberg did in this last election. His right. Zuckerbucks, his targeted investment in actual electioneering, okay? Actual, you like the actual mechanisms of the election, not in advocacy of candidates or positions or whatever. Have at that, Hoss. I don't care about that. But he actually attempted to influence directly how voting went, which parts of specific states were able to fund up their drop boxes and, oh, suddenly heavily Democratic Racine County, right, becomes, becomes even more heavily Democratic and, huh, there's more ballot drop boxes in Racine County than anywhere else in the entire state of Wisconsin. Oh, wait, you mean to tell me Mark Zuckerberg funded the Racine County Election Commission basically by himself? Huh, yeah. that's electioneering, that's illegal, and yet he is still not in a jail cell. So I I, I have a rough time not, I'm not cheering on his tough time i'm having a tough time being sad about it because also facebook is a absolute shit advertising platform especially in the real estate market pat there's a difference between targeting people based on race or income or whatever right that's illegal in the world of real estate, okay? 100% illegal. It's a very unethical thing to do as well. We take an oath as realtors to not do that. Um, but right now, if you're on Facebook, they're so worried about getting sued that you can't target even a neighborhood, right? So like, if I wanted to target the neighborhood I live in, right here in the city i can't do it i have to have a 10 mile radius do you know what a 10 mile radius looks like 
<laughs> that targets all the way to the south side of Chicago, like the far south side of Chicago. That targets all the way up the north shore of the suburbs. That targets all the way out past O'Hare, way past O'Hare, almost to Schaumburg, right? I, it's like, no, that does me no good. I don't want the, the, I want a very specific subset of clients to be able to see this property because they're the ones who would likely buy it, right? It's a shit advertising platform. It is awful. Um, and I don't see any redeeming quality to Facebook right now, other than I get to keep up with some people that I knew in high school, right? That I might not otherwise have kept up with. Honestly, it, it just kind of makes me smile a little bit because we're, we're you know, they're losing shares for probably a lot of their reasons of being stupid and, and the metaverse not being what, you know, it could be or should be or the, right. the obvious advertising fails. I mean, it just to watch someone that that is fundamentally as evil mm -hmm. as as Mark Zuckerberg uh, suffer. I mean, it, it just it, it's nice to see, in my humble opinion, the spirit of the age, if you will, eat its own. So it's that, that's that's just kind of where I came down with it. No, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, not wrong in any way, shape, or form. Now, with that having been said, um, it is time for the hilarity to ensue because it is time for us to start with the B or not the B. Are you ready, Pat? Oh, I'm ready. Hit Are me you with the headline? Okay. Stacey Abrams tells supporters in a crowded room to socially distance once outdoors for social media. Stacey Abrams tells supporters in a crowded room to socially distance once outdoors for social media. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Folks, if you haven't gone to coffeebrandcoffee.com yet, you really, really should. Um, I went there because, you know, it's getting cold here in Utah. I woke up. It was a brisk 27 degrees this morning, um, which makes for a, a good day for some uh, hot chocolate. Um, I got some hot chocolate got a couple different flavors from them they have a uh, velvet chocolate blend and then they have the uh, marshmallow blend which both are pretty good um and if you like your coffee or your tea you know they've got all sorts of good, different great flavors over there as well all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com use the promo code critical thinking at checkout and get five percent off your purchase now speaking of it i got my delivery coffee brand coffee dot com salted caramel mm, mm, mm. i will tell you this um the whole bean oh my word the smell again coffeebrandcoffee.com promo code critical thinking at checkout but uh here's what you get um you get fr this this entire bag roasted on the spot for you that that's what you get this is premium quality stuff coffeebrandcoffee.com Critical thinking, promo code at checkout for 5% off your purchase. 
With that said, Stacey Abrams tells supporters in a crowded room to socially distance once outdoors for social media. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppinger answer. not the B because she's absolutely batshit crazy. Are you sure? Um, no, I'm not totally sure on this, but I could see her doing this because didn't she also do that? Um, you know, she had to uh, take a picture without her mask on while also all the kids had to mask up because she's a super important person. Well, you would be correct. This is not to be a uh, maskless Stacey Abrams inside a packed building tells her supporters to social distance outside because they post to they want to post these photos on social media. Stacey Abrams, um, while in a crowded room, if you are 18 over 18, you got to socially distance outside. For social media. Meanwhile, you are shoulder to shoulder inside a building without a mask on, and you're going to put them outside and say, "Make sure you uh, social distance and wear a mask." <sighs> Covid theater much? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is the same crap. And we'll talk about this later, but this is this is the same crap. The this is what the Democrats are attempting to do right now. Like the argument that they are making right now is absolutely insane. Uh, Sheldon Moynihan, I believe, or Sheldon Whitehouse is the the senator from Rhode Island, right? Trying to make the case that um, Republicans are secretly funded by fossil fuels and your gas prices are only going to go up. Wait a minute. If they're funded what? by the fossil fuel industry, wouldn't they be supporting the increase of supply? And thus, basic economics would suggest increase in supply, more importantly, increase of local supply of gasoline, would decrease prices. Correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, unless you're saying that they're just going to artificially. Also, do you even understand how this works on the local level? Like, I, I would love for Sheldon Whitehouse to sit down and tell me how the local gas station owner makes a buck. How, how do they price out gasoline on a local level? Guarantee he can't tell me. So sit down, shut up. But they're also trying to make the case that, uh, that we're about to see inflation under control, right? And we're about to see that we, we've peaked at inflation and we're going down the hill. And things are things are getting better in America because the Inflation Reduction Act is coming as of January first. Wait, what? The the thing that um, takes away flexibility in the marketplace, the thing that controls prices. Which, if you've watched what happens when you rent control, right? Places like New York, San Francisco, we have examples of what happens when you do these things. Yet you refuse to. The case you were making is that the president of the United States is doing a good job. And if if you allow Republicans to take control, they're going to do what? Take away regulation? Take away expensive government spending? Like they they're trying to make the case that government is not the issue. Government 
and monetary policy are always the drivers of inflation. 1,000%. You can go all the way back to the Great Depression and find out that it was government that was a problem. It's insane. But they want to make that case, Pat. That's the case they're trying to make. And oh, by the way, COVID is still real in terms of like being, because we did, we had the president, right, last month tell us, or yeah, last month, because this is the last show we'll be able to do, I believe, in the month of October, right? Uh, Monday. Oh, Monday will be, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, but, but my point in, in this is last month, right, we had the president of the United States declare COVID over, right? Now he's backtracking and telling us literally earlier this week that uh, no, COVID's not over and we have to be vigilant and, and uh, you know, blah, 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 right? I, 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 just, I just don't understand the case. I have never seen a party. I have never seen a president because we've also seen this, Pat, right? I've never seen this party or a president make a worse case for please elect us in my entire life. And it's I was alive the, during read my lips, no new taxes. We, if you remember back to the 2016 election, mm-hmm. it's the Jeb Bush. Please clap. Yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. As an entire campaign strategy. Right. But we also know this, Pat, where, where have they sent the president? Over the last six days, New York, Oregon, New Mexico, um, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire. Um, what what do all five of those states have go uh, in common, Pat? Democrats that are in what? Those who say they all have basements for Joe Biden to hide in? No. No, he's not hiding. They're actually using him on the campaign trail to shore up and attempt to win. Now, if Oregon goes and New Mexico goes from the governor's perspective, okay? West of the Mississippi, every state but two will have a Republican governor. Minnesota is going to go Republican. We know that already. Uh, That's very clear because Tim Waltz didn't decide to show up for that debate period like right um but think about this pat every state but two california and washington every state west of the mississippi will be red uh does colorado have a democrat governor i think they have a republican governor Uh, okay so three it might i was gonna say i think i think colorado has a democrat yeah it's every state but three colorado uh yeah so it'll be Colorado, it will be California, and Washington. Yeah. Jared, Every Jared state, mm-hmm. potentially. They're the oddballs. We're talking about New York in play. He had to go to Western New York in an attempt to get the worst governor I have ever seen in that state. Like, Politically I, speaking, anyway. Yeah. I, <laughs> wow. I've never seen a more incompetent slate of candidates being run on either side than what is being run by the Democrats. And I will say this for the the election here, because they have put Joe Biden front and center in all of these key states, 
What does that become, Pat? Either they win and Joe Biden looks like the hero, right? Right. And therefore, that's a a win for the mandate of Joe Biden, right? Right. Or the vast majority of them lose. And where do you go if you're a Democrat? You've got no mandate anymore, number one. Number two, what is your case for 2024? What is it? When you put your president, you put your your top dog front and center, right, in this campaign, not in the background, not in the we're going to, you know, put a, put some of the money and, and maybe we'll do an ad, right? He's literally stump speeching for these individuals in front of the public. And attempting to sell what? That he's doing a great job. Where do you go? What is the case? He's either dead in the water or what? Uh, what? Where do you go if you're the Democrats from here? Politically speaking, you're screwed, especially if Kathy Hochul doesn't win, especially if John Fetterman doesn't win in the Senate race in Pennsylvania. You're screwed, especially if Oregon, Oregon flips red. Holy bleep, man. If Oregon and New York flip red, whoa. Now, I am not totally buying the Lee Zeldin being able to overcome Kathy Hochul, but the fact that we actually have a legitimate conversation going on about that speaks all the volumes you need to know. This is a this is a pardon the pun a dead man walking situation, right? This isn't even just a that the Republicans are now going to have to be just a a check on the presidency. If they win at that level, it is full steam ahead and they're going to steamroll this president. That's what's going to happen here because what you're going to see are the the Joe Mansions, the Kirsten Cinemas begin to peel away and begin to go to Team Sanity in terms of legislatively, right? Suddenly you're gonna have veto proof majority because six, seven, eight United States senators on 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 the Democratic side are gonna say, oh hell no, I'm not hitching my awakening to that man going forward. Right? Especially a Joe right. Manchin, a Kirsten Cinema, right? When they look at Carrie Lake likely to win the governorship, who, by the way, I think is one of three candidates that they need to think of as a potential uh, 2024 VP candidate. Potential. I would suggest that Carrie Lake might be better off in case they don't win in 2024, holding out until 2028. I would suggest that, but she's a rock star like an absolute rock star when it comes to public speaking, when it comes to getting how to campaign. Right. Well, and she was, and she was media, by the I understand way. that, but, yeah. but she, she's doing stuff that the Republicans don't understand. Right. So you imagine a Ron DeSantis and Carrie Lake together. Can you imagine a Kim Reynolds from Iowa with a Ron DeSantis? Can you imagine some of these types of individuals who have made uh, a Tudor Dixon, right? She gets it. She just flat out called, Gretchen Whitmer, a liar. But let's go ahead and get into our um, um, Richard of the Week, shall we? Because I, I think we talked about a few potential nominees already. Yeah, we, we did. 
All right. The nominees for Richard of the Week this year, or this week, this year, this week are. Well, you, you uh, mentioned uh, Gretchen Witchmer just a second ago. <laughs> um, she, she is Such going to be. I, I know, isn't it? It, it, it just it fits so well. So uh, <clears throat> it uh, so she is she is one for her uh, comments in the debate earlier this week. Oh, I mean, my the, gosh, the audacity to stand there and say we only close the public. We only close the public schools for three months when and Tudor Dixon is like, oh, really? Because while I don't have my kids in the public school system, um, my public schools were still closed as of like still this year. <laughs> Uh-huh. 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 Sure. Close for yep. Mm-hmm. It was very simple. What, you as governor have the power to say, no, every single school in this state opens. That that's how not we to roll. mention what which we did with the nursing homes too, but that's neither here nor there. Or, or with, the with boating this. scandal. Yeah, uh-huh. Um then you have uh or the gardens, the other Pat. What, what about the gardens? You couldn't garden. You couldn't buy oh, seeds, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You couldn't go outside during COVID and, and create a garden yep. for yourself. Yep. How yep. dare you? Yep. Yeah, how dare you do that? Um, we, but we also have the uh, other um, coven out of New York. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's a great way of putting it. Yes, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, and and for her recent comments and her debate, and also just if, for being an absolutely about? awful human being. Who are we speaking about? Kathy Hochul. Oh, you you, forget, you failed to mention her name. Oh, I did. I, yeah. I swear I said her name. No, you just said coven. Out of New um, York. Well, it, it is Kathy Hochul. Uh-huh. So Cackle Hochul? Yeah, Cackle Hochul. By the way, um, have have you you've seen Hocus Pocus, right? Yes. Is is it me or is there like a striking resemblance between uh Winifred and Witchmer? Winifred is which one? Bet Midler's character. No. I don't know. I just I just kind no. of picture them kind of the same. No, I don't know. Just okay. no. It's, it's then it's me. Okay, it's just me. It is a you thing. Yep. Okay. Um, we we then have uh, our our uh, president, or excuse me, um, how do I, how do I put this? He is a, a our, our substitute president, our marionette, mm-hmm. um, Joseph Marionette Biden. Um, and that was for his for his comments about uh, black people being too fat, and also way, too poor racist? and too stupid. Yeah, it was. Is that it racist? Is, it was the trifecta: you're too fat, you're too poor, and you're too stupid. Uh, when racist, he's talking right? about needing to regulate an extra six inches of leg room, um, it on airplanes, right? Yeah. I, I can you get more racist than that, Pat? I, I, I just, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't. I continue to make the case to the uh, to the uh, biggest demographic of support that you have to not show up at the polls in November. Mm-hmm. By the and way, Pat, course- I'm really ticked off about this. Um, come <laughs> November 8th, huh. I have to walk across the street to vote. Aww. Now, normally over the last four years... All I had to do was walk my happy ass down to the lobby of my building to vote. Aww. Now I gotta walk across the damn street. In the cold. Potentially, yes. Yeah. 
unbelievable. The audacity of the Chicago Election Commission to change our polling place to across the street. You were such a wuss. You know that? (laughs) Hey, hey, voting is hard, man. Remember, you can't even, you can't. Remember, people can't even get IDs to vote here in Illinois. That's too much to ask, but you're going to ask me to walk across the damn street to vote? You're disenfranchising all of the people that live in my building that have walkers and wheelchairs. How the hell are they supposed to walk across the street? On that on that note. <laughs> <laughs> we also have uh, Vladimir Putin for his war crimes in Ukraine still on the list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Coppins, who is the winner of Richard of the Week? This one's a tie for me, Pat. It's it's a tie between Gretchen Whitmer and, and Kathy Hochul. Because on the one hand, there's nothing worse than the lie of the three months uh, and then the laughter, right? The absolute laughter that she puts into it as if this is such an absurdity. Even the Detroit News and the G- Detroit Free Press had to check her on that, okay? Let alone Tudor Dixon, who just had an eloquent, a beautiful response to that on the debate stage. Now, not just that, but what's worse, that lie or the telling Lee Zeldin, who was a, who's had two attempted assassinations in, in the last six months, that um, the violence really isn't that bad? I What's mean, more Richard-like? Gaslighting on, on the schools and, and that sort of stuff or gaslighting New Yorkers over violence when we literally just saw some dude launch another dude off of a platform uh, in the New York subway system? I mean, I get why we're not going for Putin because we've done him so many freaking times this year. Because yeah, because we, but, but we also haven't heard anything relatively new except for he gave another speech that was very inflammatory towards the West. Especially the United States of America. So I can make that argument as well. But there's nothing more Richard-like for me than gaslighting on schools. So can we can, – let me ask you this. Can we just can we just throw both covens into um, the Richard of the Week category? I mean, sure. is that is that yep. possible? Yep. Are we allowed to do that by the rules? Let me check. Yes. Yes, so we can. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I, I conferred with the, uh, the VAR officials up, up, upstairs. Okay, cool. The All same right. VAR officials right. that uh, saw Harry Kane's foot offsides and then didn't see the yellow boot of the defender about two inches in front of him, which would make him onside and thus the goal count and uh, Tottenham qualify for the knockout round of the Champions League. I'm still pissed about that. Mm. They, well, it's, what's, it's the same thing like in the Wisconsin-Purdue game, right? Mm. Where they called the touchdown that wasn't a touchdown that you could see down the line he was short by about two, two and a half feet, right? Um, they still called it a touchdown after the replay booth took a look at it. What the hell's the point of this? If I would much rather just live with the human error than live with human error and then error by video. I, what's the point? Sorry, one of my totters in salt salt box there, Pat. It's okay. It's fine. I I get it. I, but in any case, uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, say that uh, the the covens of Witchmer and Huckle are 
Richard of the week winners. A hundred thousand percent. Richard of the week. A hundred thousand percent. I'm just saying, I'm not saying. All right, Pat. So we have the worst of the week. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. And are you ready to, to, to make sure the fryer is nice and crispy? Yes. That sound is music to my ears because that means it's time for the worst of the week, Pat. Your worst of the week. Well, speaking of laughing cackles and covens. Oh, God. Kamala Harris. You forgot Venn diagrams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That, By the way, that is also one of the funniest uh, cut-ups I have ever seen. Literally, what, 40 times in the last two years she's mentioned her love of Venn diagrams? What the hell? <sighs> also, if you haven't... Uh, that's a weird fetish, man. Anyway. Anyway. Kamala Harris unveils a five, count it, five billion dollar plan for electric school buses as nation sees largest learning decline in decades. Thank you. Uh, could that five... I'm going to be careful about what I say on this, Pat. Uh-huh. What the hell is the federal government spending our money on? Number one. Number two, throwing more money is not the answer. So I, I on one hand, I, I vehemently oppose spending $5 billion on EV um, school buses while we have test scores going into the toilet. But on the other hand, we have thrown more money than any nation in the world at education. For what result? So throwing that, like the argument that I've seen on the right is, well, that money could be used to help. Except for what do we know about what usually happens to that money, right? Is it mm -hmm. something like 68% of it goes to anything but actual direct in-class instruction? Mm -hmm. So what exactly would this accomplish if you were to transfer that $5 billion that the federal government is willing to spend on this to in-class education? What, like if, if you just blank checked it to the school districts, what the hell would this accomplish? The answer is nothing other than inflating awesome. the people who like to publicly instruct your child on mutilation and gender-affirming care. And oh, by the way, don't stand for patriotism. Not jingoism, patriotism. Oh, and by the way, white people bad. Have you seen that video, by the way, Pat? There was a video that came out where they did a social experiment. They took... um. Different people of, of different um, minority backgrounds. So you had like uh, Indian American, Asian American, Native American, Black, Hispanic, all all of that, right? Uh -huh. Put them in a room and it was one of those classic like stand on these lines if you believe these statement type of things. And then they did the same thing with white people. All but one of them, when they asked the question, are you proud to be? And then it was like whatever their race was. All but one of the white people went the uh, 
disagree or strongly disagree with that statement. On the minority side, all of them went the exact opposite direction. Wait, wait. So, so the white people were were didn't like being white. They were Correct. they were not proud to be white. Uh-huh. No, I Except would for- I would suggest I I don't care about my race necessarily. I I yeah, don't I don't, I, I don't, I don't think anybody should. Yeah. And I also saw a really great video of somebody during somebody interviewing another. It was a black, uh, like young 20 something year old girl at a store, like one of those man on the street type things, right? Interviewing this other black person. And they asked, uh, which would you rather get rid of black history month or, um, or something else? It was like two things that were related to like black culture, right? Uh His answer was black history month. And she got all uppity on him. And he was like, because black history is just history. He's like, we have to stop compartmentalizing ourselves as if we're different. That's part of the problem here. We compartmentalize ourselves as if we are supposed to be different than the rest of society. He's like, so we need to stop saying that black history is just black history. No, it's history. It is part of regular history. We need to know that. And the the sooner that that gets ingrained into the rest of society, the better off. And she went nuts on him. It was hilarious. And he was a fellow black person, right? Because he didn't think like you're supposed to think on the democratic plantation. Yes, I use that word. But we have so conditioned the young generation today to be the only thing you you have to hate yourself and loathe yourself if you're a certain way. And then you have to love yourself and, and, uh, you know, express yourself and, all that sort of stuff, right? You you have to be proudful and prideful of your race if you're this, this, or this, but you can't if you're white because you're evil. We have so ingrained that into that young generation that that's what's going on. It's insane. Yes, it is. Now, my worst story of the week, I've kind of hinted at this, Pat. I'm not, I'm not going to take very long on this. Is the media's reaction to what took place at, on the debate stages on Tuesday? All across this country. As a critical thinker, yes, I do have a political bent, right? I am much more libertarian, and I would argue also uh, if I'm not going libertarian, I'm going conservative, right? Right. That's my bent. I understand my bias. So I have to overcome that bias and take a look at things through another lens. But in what lens and in what world – Did Kathy Hochul win a debate? Did Gretchen Whitmer win a debate? Did John Fetterman give a performance of a lifetime? And we're supposed to believe that these are qualified candidates and what the media, Pat. I understand the media is in the bag for the Democratic Party. I have made that I've made that argument in the sports world for years. I've made that argument on this show for over two years now. For over a year and a half, at least. Um, But my point in this is there's a difference between being in the bag and cheerleading and then just out and out gaslighting. We had the New York Times tell us that John Fetterman won a debate with with Mehmet Oz, with Dr. Oz. So did did somebody on MSNBC, by the way. Right. Mm -hmm. That was the New York Times writer. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was one and the same, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. Now, even if not, okay, so there's two examples of this. Look, there's a difference between cheerleading for the Democrats and then just doing what they did there. That That's inexcusable. It is absolutely inexcusable for me. And it's my worst story of the week because we have gone from cheerleading, carrying water, to literally gaslighting the American people. The only thing that I think is going to come next from this, like what is that next step? If you if you are willing to believe that John Fetterman is somebody you're supposed to be um, not even carrying water for, but literally gaslighting people about, are we just going Franco next? Like where we just erase, we're not, the, the media is just never even going to tell you about certain things happening in this country that are happening right in front of your face. There's literally in in the history of the the Franco era of Spain, there is an entire opposition that literally fought like actual guerrilla warfare fought Franco throughout the late 40s, early 50s into the 60s. Right. Do you know that to this day, there are still pockets of Spain that have no idea that that ever happened, that that group existed, that that was actually something that was going on? They. To this day, still don't know that. Where else can we possibly go? If you're willing to gaslight us on something like this, where else is the media going to go? I would suggest that you take a look at Kenosha, right? That gaslighting. You take a look at what they did to Nick Sandman. Where are they going to go next? What happens if there's real leftist political violence? And I'm not talking Antifa. Okay, I'm talking about your average Joe Schmo Democrat who is a leftist today. Mm. When that when we're not talking about the radical of the radicals, right? The radical Antifa, the radical BLM. When when mom and pop who have two kids and a car or two cars, two EVs and a white picket fence are now taking up arms against the government or taking up arms against uh, Republican candidacies, right? That's a story that any media should be telling, right? Right. Where are we going to go? Are, are they going to tell that story or are they going to gaslight us as if that never happened, even if you can see it with your own two eyes in Timbuktu, right? Are we going to go? Uh, uh, like I, This is why this is the worst story of the week for me, because there is nowhere good to go from here. Instead of backing, you know, doing the doing the old Homer Simpson and backing into the shri- uh, into the shrubs, they are literally just running full bore into the fire. I, what the hell? What, where are we going to go from here? No, nothing good can come from this. Nothing. That's my point. Uh, and that's why it's my worst story of the week. It's not just that they want to cheerlead. It's that they are actively overlooking things that you can see with your own two eyes and then telling us they didn't happen. And that if you saw that Mehmet Oz dared to get on the stage, and I knew this was going to happen, that he was a bully and a bigot, right? How dare he? Except for John Fetterman's the one who agreed to that debate. I just... No, nothing good can come from where we are with our media today. Nothing. Because they continue to go down the road of leftism instead of backing away from it. They're, instead of 
instead of saying, who crap, this is, this is weird. This is bad. This isn't good. We have candidates who literally are gaslighting people. We should probably back away from that. Let, let's, let's get away from the edge. Instead, they're just pushing us right over the cliff. It's like they're cheerleading us down the hellscape that is the spirit of the age. Any other stories, Pat, that you want to highlight in the fryer? Nope, nope. Those those were the only ones I had for the fryer today. All right. Well, on that note, uh, Pat, your final thoughts on the week? Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Andrew Coppins is a wuss because he has to go across the street and vote. I'm not a wuss, Pat. I am sick and tired of being disenfranchised. And with that, please be smart, be safe, be kind, have yourselves a great weekend. And as always, Matthew, 547. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.